0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. You know, we don't really need to see angels as a little cuddly
1: cherub or, you know, a fairy godmother or a Disney princess. These are powerful beings created by God. And, you know, I try to deconstruct some of the myths about angels. I mean, people think, oh, do people die and become angels or,
0: is, uh, you know, my little baby in heaven, now an angel. Jack Graham answers questions about angels, who they are, what they do, and why it matters, next.
2: joining us on Live Today? I'm Betty and this is James. Well, we got somebody out here hollering. They must know our
3: guest, you know. That it couldn't have been for me or for... But Betty, maybe Betty. But Jack Graham is with us. And I want to I hold this up. I don't know if you can get a close-up of it, but this is a, absolutely a beautiful cover, but it's on an incredible subject. You can talk about angels. Now, I want you to listen to just this little introductory, these phrases. Who they are, what they do, and then this. Why it matters. Why do angels matter? Jack Graham is the uh, pastor of uh, Prestonwood Church, and it is truly a great church. Uh, I just told the people here go to their Christmas pageant uh, every December. I'm telling you, whatever it takes to get in it, go. You will be grateful. You will see the Lord high and lifted up. Would you welcome Pastor Jack Graham to life today? Jack, good to see you. Thank you. Always good to see you, all. I'm really interested. Uh, and by the way, let me, let me just read what, think about this. This is Max Lucado. And boy, has he impacted a lot of people and written a lot of books and people have read them. I consider Jack Graham to be a key voice for the church in these turbulent days. His commitment to Christ is unshakable, and indeed it is. His clear teaching is inspiring. If you've not heard him, He's on television, find him, or find him online. And his leadership is desperately needed. I think in the whole church, I think in the United States and the impact around the world. Now, that's what I think. This book is yet another valuable contribution from a dear saint. And I know you appreciate that. Now, I I know something about this. You know, sometimes preachers get something on their heart and so a publisher will talk to him and the pastor or the preacher or the writer would really like to see this get out. Sure. You were actually approached about angels, right?
1: I kind of resisted. I said, well, you know, there's a lot to write about besides angels. <laughs> but I had a conversation with a with a dear friend who just reminded me that angels, the purpose of angels, was to introduce people to Jesus. I mean, angels always step back and give center stage wow. to Jesus. And, and, and the more you study angels, the more you see the grandeur, the glory, the greatness, the majesty of God. I mean, the question is, why would you study angels? Why, why would it matter? Because when you see the angels and what the angels do, you see the glory of God in, in ways that I'd never seen uh, before. And just the fact that there are over uh, 290 right at 300 in references to angels in the Bible. So the Bible is full of it, especially around the time of Christ. I mean, Jesus announced the birth. Yeah. Jesus. There's more about angels around the time of Jesus. And he spoke about it more than anyone else because he knows them, of course, so very well. (laughs) But yes, from Mary, the angel announcing to Mary the birth and, and, and to Joseph in the dream, to the angels outside of Bethlehem, uh, to the angel that spoke to Joseph, said, take the child to Egypt and then told him when to come back with the child, that everything was safe. And then when Jesus was tempted, his first, you know, after the baptism, he goes into the wilderness and he struggles with Satan, this powerful warfare that takes place, and he overcomes uh, with the Word of God. And, and then, but he's exhausted, 40 days uh, without food and water. And the angels come and, and minister to him. Uh, and, and so Jesus knows the angels well. And he spoke of angels often in his teaching. And then when you get to the Garden of Gethsemane, when he's pouring out sweat drops of blood, Preparing himself for the cross and laying his life down, surrendering his life to the will of the Father, and he—he's already, you know, he's already so weakened at this point physically and as, but mainly emotionally. What was in that cup that he was about to drink? And the Bible says an angel came and ministered yeah, to him.
3: Great to think and, Jesus would have that.
1: Yeah, that, that and, and then of course, you know, Jesus said that on one occasion that he could. Called seventy thousand legionnaires to come and deliver him, and, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah. um, yet at the cross we know yeah. what happened. I mean, he could have he could have spoken and said the word, and the angels would have come and, and and destroyed the enemies. A but great
3: song. He could have called ten thousand angels. He could have more, and, but he bled
1: and he died for you and me. Yeah. And then you know he dies, and then he's in the tomb, and then the angel rolls the stone away, <laughs> and then the angel tells the ladies and that he's not here, he's risen, and then the angel uh, ascends with him and says he's coming back. (laughs) And then when he does come back, the angels are coming with him, the shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And then in heaven, he's worshiped by angels, worthy is the Lamb. And and so angels are just... I mean, they're just, you, know, every, you can hear, you know, almost the brush of angel wings every time you turn the pages of the Bible.
3: I think I hear people sitting out here right now saying, and I think probably Preston would, how do we get some of those He's, around uh, us and yeah. do we
2: have them? That's what I don't want to tell us. What, how important are us yeah. to be aware of angels today? Well, very
3: important.
1: Uh, knowing, first of all, uh, how they inspire us. Uh, because as I view the role of angels, it is first as worshipers. Of God, twenty-four-seven, they are worshiping God around the throne of God right now. This magnificent, and we don't even know how many there are. Should that inspire us as believers to get because we're going to join the angels in singing the songs of salvation. They they sing songs of praise. We're gonna we're gonna join the angel band in in
3: singing. We've and got a song to sing they don't have, don't we? We do. Uh, we of have the a song redeemed? of salvation,
1: the song mm-hmm. of redemption, of course. But but to think that. That they are worshipers. So again, the, the the first thing I want people to know in this in, in our study here is just how important they are to describe the character and the greatness of God. Then I say angels are witnesses. They are they always come with a message. The very word angel means messenger, mm-hmm. and and so in that sense, and they're always delivering important messages uh, to people, whether it's the announcement of the birth of, of Christ or an announcement of judgment. We often see angels as executors of judgment especially in the book of revelation mm-hmm. so you know we don't really need to see angels as a little cuddly cherub or you know <laughs> a fairy godmother or a disney princess yeah. these are powerful yeah. beings created by god and you know i try to deconstruct some of the myths about angels i mean people think oh do people die and become angels or Is, uh, you know, my little baby in heaven now an angel and, and certainly there are great promises regarding heaven for the believer, but we don't turn into angels. Angels are a unique, distinct creation by God for a purpose. And they existed before, uh, humankind exists before creation. The angels were, were, were created by God and in eternity past and then, uh, in fact, Job tells us when Job is arguing with the Lord about, uh, you know, his condition and, and and God uses some sarcasm with him. He said, where were you when I created all the heavens and the earth? And where were you, Job, when the morning angels sang and the sons of God? And he's talking about those angels that were present at creation. And of course, they're going to be present uh, in the new creation uh, when when we worship God. But do they interact and do they engage us today? I mean, we know they're in the Bible. And what I do in this book is take uh, angel appearances, uh, times in the Bible when they showed up for a distinct purpose to deliver someone, whether it was Daniel being mm-hmm. delivered out of the lion's Did them, they comfort sometimes? To bring comfort uh, to people like Paul when he was going down in that shipwreck and God encouraged him, but he sent an angel to do it, uh, delivering people from, from death, like the apostles who were in jail.
3: I actually stood in the uh, home with Johnny Cash and his mom, Mama Cash. And Johnny wanted, he told me this story, but he said, I want, I want you to hear from Mama. Jack Cash, his brother, who was gonna be a preacher, was, was cut with a circle saw mm-hmm. in the shop and he's dying. They can't even give him water. And this is so moving to Johnny because he told me it, it affected him his whole life. And by the way, God did some great work in Johnny Cash's life, not only delivering him from the drugs, but just so, so much in his heart. But he said, he said, James, and then Mama Cash is here. So he said, Mama, tell him. They're in the hospital room, and Jack suddenly looked up in the corner of the room. He said, Do you see him? Don't mm-hmm. you see him? And they were looking around, mm-hmm. and Mama Cash and Johnny looking, Don't you see him? Mm-hmm. And they said, What, son? He said, the angels, Mom, they're coming. Mm-hmm. And he left right like that. Mm-hmm. Do you see that, by the way? I've a, heard in... stories
1: like that through the years. My own grandfather, as he was dying, uh, said something similar to that. And that is one of the beautiful things about angels. Uh, Jesus told that story of the rich man and Lazarus and said when the poor man uh, Lazarus died. The angels carried him home. There's a great old song. Come angel band and carry me, you know, and, and, and we know Jesus is going to be there and he's going to carry us home. He said, I'll come, but angels are going to attend us. And, uh, and and I've got stories, you know, not only biblical stories. And I I tried to make this, you know, this book about real life and real stories. Have you ever seen an angel? I've never seen an angel. I have felt angelic and activity for sure. I've sensed Maybe presence a presence of like angels. A, mm-hmm. I actually fell out of the car when I was three years of age. Opened the door, was going 40, 50 miles an hour. Opened the door, it was silly, I was trying to, I, my mother told me not to eat, throw away. I, she wanted me to always eat that crust, you know? And I never liked the crust, <laughs> I'd always peel it off. And so I had it in my hand, I'm thinking, what am I gonna do with this? And so I'm thinking in my three year old mind, I'm gonna throw it out the window, and so I'm going to roll the window down silent, but I got a hold of the door and that just sucked me right out before before she could slow down. And I remember now, I, I, I remember thinking as a little three-year-old, it f- seemed like forever before I hit the ground that I said, you know, I could be dead. And I remember a soft landing and I, you know, I've got a little scar here and that's it. I And I, I'm convinced to this day that, that, that someone protected mm-hmm. me and I, and what I know, is the angels. Dr. Ken Cooper, who is in our church, the father of aerobics, a, a, right. an incredible Cooper physician, mm-hmm. The Cooper Clinic. I mean, obviously, you know, a man not given to wild stories. And yet he was uh, on a climbing expedition in, uh, in Africa, East Africa, Tanzania. They were going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And he ends up illegally in the country. It's kind of a long story. And he gets called away from an emergency. He realizes as a car is taking him back to the airport that he, he has, he's illegal. And he's thinking, I'm going into a jail. I'm going to spend, you know, and he's dropped, he's sweating BBs at this point. And he's really nervous because, I mean, they don't, they don't fool around over there if you're in their country illegally. And, and so he just prayed and asked the Lord to help him. And when he got to the airport, there was a, someone walked up to him as a, a female and said, Dr. Cooper, follow me. And he said, he followed this person through right through passport. The passport control people didn't even see. She put it out, they stamped it. He walked and when he turned to thank her, of course she was gone. Uh, you know, Sheila Walsh, her story is in here, uh, from right here, from life today. When, when she broke down on the set of the 700 Club and was, was in a psychiatric ward, uh, she was just in, in a fetal position there. And a stranger showed up with a little lamb A little lamb, and put that little lamb in her hands, and she was just so broken. Mm. Put the little lamb in her hands, and said, "The shepherd knows where to find you, Mm. Sheila." Mm. Somehow that sustained her, and 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 she woke up the next day and and wondered if it was all just a dream, just an hallucination of some kind. And there, in the corner of that room, was that little that little shepherd.
3: That I mean, that little lamb Mm. that had been left behind. You're a shepherd. And I feel like what's happened to you as you started doing the angel book is because you love people. And when you see what the loving father does to try to oversee and bless his people, Mm. that you get excited about all comfort because you've seen the broken heart. You've seen the broken heart. You wish you could could comfort adequately and you never feel you can and then you see the angelic host or you see just the spirit of God. Just to know that we're not alone. Yes. Yeah. That
1: we're not yes. alone. We, I mean we know we have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We know the presence of God is in us. We know we have the hope of heaven. We know God is real. We have God our Father. But to think that he would add on to that the blessing of angelic beings that would minister to us in times of spiritual battle and yeah, warfare. Yeah, the pastor's
3: not there, uh, and sometimes yeah. not a neighbor.
1: Well, <laughs> I, we told the story Sunday in our church. There's a man in the church by the name of Tate Cruz. Tate and Joy Cruz. I think they've been on your program in the past. Yeah. Connor, their little son, died of, of, of brain cancer. And uh, the first day they were in there when they got the news, he's by himself, Tate is, with the boy who's asleep. And there's a lady there mopping the floor. And uh this person says, hello, and he said, hello, because he had never seen her before. And and uh, they have this conversation and he says, how are you? And he said, I'm, well, I'm not good, my son's dying. She said, I know, but he's good. The question is, how are you? Wow and and so he thought nothing of it and and yet this 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 being showed up several this now this is a very successful businessman this is not a guy given to wild stories all right and and, and so this person should then connor gets a little better looks a little better and and to make a long story short he ends up they're sending him home to die two three years later and he they're packing everything up there's a crowd there uh Tate goes down the hall, Mr. Cruz goes down the hall to get something for his son. He comes back, the room is empty, turns around, and there she is. Mm-hmm. Everybody had cleared out. He said, Stay right there, stay right there, because nobody had ever seen this, and he's thinking he's crazy himself. And he goes to get the nurse five feet away, and, 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 uh, and, and, and she's gone, of course. But before she left, uh, she asked him the same question How are you doing? He said, I'm not good. My son's going to die. He said, she's, the angel said, well, he's good. He's great, but God's given you a light and you need to show it wow. and comfort him and gave him that message in the middle of that darkest hour to be a light in the world. And that's when he said, you stay right there. You stay right there. And he went to find the nurse, came back and of course gone. That's an angel.
3: Yeah, let me just say that i you know, I'm, I know what it is to see people suffer. Now know, some of you watching right now, and as far as I'm concerned, you can feel like you're the only one I'm talking to you. Our God, our Father, our Creator, He really wants to comfort you. Lord, you just send an angelic presence. Amen. A peace that passes all comprehension. And you comfort the way this pastor would want to comfort every person in his church. And he can't do it adequately. But you can right now. Start something, Father, in the heart of every person right now that's bearing a tremendously heavy load. Lighten the load, brighten the day. Illuminate the way. In Jesus' name. Now, Now listen to me. The reason we sit here talking is not because some pastor wants to write books, sell books. That's great. Well, we've got a message. Angels are messengers. And the more we are a witness for Christ, the more we become a messenger of God. We have a greater message than the angels because we have redemption songs. And Jack points that out in the book beautifully. This is a fantastic book. You can go online and get it, maybe get one for someone who needs comfort. We'll send you the book. You you just say, would you send it to me if I just help give a cup of water? You got it, we will. But you know, Jack, you know what we do, that one of the greatest excitements for our viewers is they become an answer to someone's prayer. Mm. And, you know, I've actually begun to pray. I want to be an answer to Jesus' prayer in John 17 because Mm -hmm. the only way that prayer is answered is for we, the people, Mm -hmm. to be what he prayed us to be. Mm -hmm. And I know how much you long for that. So we are going to give you an opportunity to uh, reach out and touch someone with love. And I know you're going to be excited about it. Would you like to, before we show people how they can actually be someone's miracle, would you like to say thanks to Pastor Jack Graham? (laughs) and that his wonderful church at Preston Wood and all the people for the incredible deposit of love that he's made even in this book. I want you to look. Betty and I found our way to the mission fields of the world by angelic direction. It was miraculous for us. And it changed our lives. It changed millions of people's lives in eternity for them. Watch closely. I think you're going to want to be a part
4: With your help, Life Outreach has drilled over 5,000 water wells in villages around the world for children in need. But the sad reality is that many still lack access to clean and safe drinking water. Out of desperation, some people have dug their own wells to try and quench their thirst.
3: Here's a a well right here for a family. It's a hand-dug well and uh, they've got a, a container like this that they lower down into the well. And again, you look at this water, and it looks pretty clean, but it's, it's actually got sewage in it.
4: The problem with these hand dug wells is that they're exposed to outside contaminants, which threaten their very lives. The proven solution is to drill a well that's sealed off from this contamination but it can't be implemented without your help.
2: I would not want to give this dirty water to our, our beloved little pet princess, you know, but they drink it because it's all that they have. And you know, as a mother, I want to fix it right now. Absolutely. But I can't, we can't do it by ourselves. We need your help We're to join with others. And let's give these people some fresh water to just give them a chance for the children to watch their children grow up.
4: Clean water is more than a luxury. Clean water is life.
3: You know, it, it's uh, You just can't imagine the, 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 what I consider the joy, Betty, of being able to show people a situation that love is the remedy for. See, we can say, well, let's just pray. No, no, uh, they've been praying. Let's be the answer to prayer. See, they want clean water. You talked about not wanting to give that water Mm -hmm. to our pet little princess, our little dachshund. So what do you want our viewers to do?
2: Well, you know, this is something that's a big problem to them, but it's an easy problem to solve for us if we join together and we drill these water wells and and the difference they can make for a lifetime for these people. And they can go to a place, a mother doesn't have to worry about giving her babies the diseased water because you see, they have to have water. They will drink the diseased water if that's the only source they have. We want to give them a choice. And I can guarantee you, we drill the water wells and that's the choice they're going to make. They're going to go to those wells for water because they know it brings life to their children. So please join with us. Every time we we issue a need to you, you bless us by reaching out and joining with us. And we make the difference. Together we can.
3: Well, i tell you what. When you think about just a cup of water... And we're actually, he says, Jesus, you give a cup of water, you won't lose your reward. And I always try to remind all of you, the reward is not something we get in return. The reward is just knowing we've done the will of God and the will of God so blesses people. That's our reward. We just rejoice in being a blessing. And uh, that in itself is blessing enough. But we, we're going to send these little coffee mugs to those of you who just make a gift because we just want to say, uh, here are the promises of God. And, and we want to remind you of those. But here's what's going to happen. When we drill those wells, they're going to receive the message of God's love in Christ because they've already seen love in action. They've seen the demonstration of it. We're gonna talk about the water of life because we've provided water for life. And it's real easy to believe the story and the message of love in action. So here's what we wanna ask you to do. This is very serious. We wanna ask you to participate at some level to drill and it's still this cost, which is quite miraculous. Sometimes the drop in petroleum, makes the cost of doing things a little less. The average cost of a well is still $4,800. Some of you will drill a well, individually or as a couple, sometimes a small business, sometimes a church or a Bible study group. Many of you cannot do that. You might be able to do 1,200 or 2,400 and pray one other person joins you or three join you, we got a well. Or think about this now, this is the way most of the support comes. We've broken it down. A gift of $48 will give 10 people water the rest of their life. $144, there's a level you can participate, 30 people water the rest of their life. So at what level can you help? And then there's one other thing, and this is a biggie. The missionaries have told us we've got to have one more drilling rig. $380,000. I, I want to talk about this as a side note. Wouldn't it be one of the 380 people today gave $1,000? Or what about several people giving 10,000? There may be someone watching who can do far more than that. Now, wait a minute. If you can, know that if it's on your heart, then it fits into the purpose of God. So do it. And I believe you will. But most of the support is going to come. One well at a time, one $48 gift with another and another, and we've got a well. We have some gifts to bless you with. We're going to send them to you to bless you, but you just know you're giving the greatest gift of all you're sharing life. Thank you for doing it. Lifetoday.org, go online, take your bank card or dial the number. Take your bank card, use it like a check, the way you should always use it. All right? Thank you for doing that. God bless you.
0: Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 and $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
3: Well, Betty and I want to say thank you. And by the way, if you get a busy, I don't think you're going to get a busy online, lifetoday.org. If you get a busy on the phone, people could be calling for prayer. That's wonderful. Love pays for that call. But you be persistent. You call and tell us this is what we're going to send. If you write a check, make it to life, call us and tell us you're sending it. We're going to send you the book, The Stream. This was written over five years. This is this is five years of blood, sweat, and tears, literally. You know, don't you, Betty? Because, you know, I'm not just a gifted writer. I may be kind of a gifted talker. I'm not a gifted writer. And the thing is, I, poured, I don't think just my heart out. I poured the heart of God out. In behalf of the church and the nation in our day, and even freedom, if you want a quick education on why things matter and how you can effectively address them, here it is and what to pray about. Get it. And I pray every friend you've got, family member, and church member gets the book. Angels, you saw and sensed a moment ago just the spirit of God's comfort reaching out to you. That's what this is about. God wants to comfort you the way no one else can, not even a pastor. So we're going to send it to you. i tell you what, you can get it online, you can get it in the bookstores, but you help us give a cup of water. Jack, we're going to send everybody that gives a cup of water the book angels. I love that. Would you join us in? Thanks to Jack Graham again for being with us and writing the book and being a great pastor shepherd. I'm going to talk to Jack again. We're going to talk about what a pastor wants to say to America and to the whole church. Don't miss it.
0: TOMORROW ON LIFE TODAY.
1: IN MANY WAYS, CHRISTIANS HAVE have ADJUSTED
0: TO THE DARKNESS AROUND US. LIFE TODAY IS MADE POSSIBLE BY THE SUPPORTERS OF LIFE OUTREACH INTERNATIONAL. YOUR GIFT WILL BE USED EXCLUSIVELY FOR THE EXEMPT PURPOSES OF LIFE. THE MINISTRY FEATURES SPECIFIC OUTREACHES AS EXAMPLES OF THE PROGRAMS IT SUPPORTS AND conducts. GIFTS ARE CONSIDERED TO BE WITHOUT RESTRICTION AS TO USE UNLESS EXPLICITLY STIPULATED BY THE DONOR. THE MINISTRY IS A MEMBER OF THE ECFA.